We all have something that we really like to do. It can be sports, reading, or dance. What about you? Hi, and welcome to I Heard You Can Draw, a podcast where we talk about drawing. My name is Michelle Sherman. I'm an artist, and I use my 12 plus years as a certified K through 12 art teacher as a way to look deep into how amazing it is to understand the world around us by drawing it. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome. I'm so excited that you're here today. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping a sketchbook. One of the most important, I think, artist tools that we can ever have. When I started as an art student in middle school, I went to a magnet school for visual and performing arts, where it was really drilled into us to keep a sketchbook. I mean, it was required, and it was required that you draw in it not only for school assignments, but also in your own time as well, and the teachers would check. I never stopped. God, I would be too scared to. I I really wouldn't stop keeping a sketchbook. And that means that I have boxes and boxes and boxes of the very heavy boxes of tons of sketchbooks from my entire life. Every time I've moved, I've had to schlep these boxes and find places for them. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't treat it. It's important. So the first reason I would think is because it's really important to play and experiment without thinking about a specific goal. When you're just thinking about making an amazing work of art that you're going to sell or impress people with or, you know, whatever. Um, It can be very, very um, stifling to think that way. You know, your mind really has to be always thinking and always playing and jotting down ideas. And that's where the sketchbook comes. I'm reminded of the Picasso quote that we've all heard. I think it's a very common quote. Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. And I really think that one of those ways to solve that problem of how to remain an artist as you grow up is to keep a sketchbook. A sketchbook is intended for an artist to use to jot down notes, jot down sketches, maybe you're planning something or you're inspired to draw what you see or you get a sudden flash of insight and you want to quickly write it down, you capture it in your sketchbook. A sketchbook is a place where you can collage, you can collect scraps of things, you can collect you know, scraps of paper, or you open a package and you like, you like the ribbon, you can glue that into your sketchbook and you can draw around it. And it's just a place where you can play around with materials without feeling judged. That's important. Because when you're playing, and you know, nobody's going to see this, maybe your art teacher, if you're still in school, um, but it's really for you to, to play with. I worked with another art teacher once who always told the kids that their sketchbook was their laboratory and that they should be experimenting in there like they're scientists, mad scientists, and they should just be trying out different materials, different tools, painting over things, drawing over old drawings, filling up your pages. At the end of this episode, I'm actually going to give you four prompts that I used to teach to my students at the Magnet Art School where I taught. So stay tuned till the very end. These will give you great results. You as the artist, you're going to find things that you like. You're going to find things that don't work. And you're going to get ideas just from, from the physical act of making things and just playing and allowing yourself to just be free. There's a book called Play and Creativity in Art Teaching by George Seckley, where he said there needs to be room for children to play and assemble original experiences. And he's refuting the whole idea that kids should be taught how to paint 
in another artist's style and that they should be creating original art. And that comes from playing is what he what he talks about. His whole thing is about play. And he says that play is the basis for maintaining the artistic confidence children generally have before entering school. And this is because creative play allows for self-reliance and self-guidance. He goes on to say that play encourages self-discovery and insight to self, surroundings, and relationships. And I think a place to do this type of play as an adult is in a sketchbook. A sketchbook is nothing more than blank paper bound together. And to get started, if you are someone who wants to start keeping a sketchbook, but you're looking at this blank paper, don't look at it like you have to put in something perfect. That is the opposite of what a sketchbook is for. I want you to just take some paint, paint over some white paper in your sketchbook, maybe a few sheets, let it dry and do some sketches on top of that or start with, start by gluing in a piece of old paper. You know, maybe you have a grocery bag, rip a piece out, glue it on and then start drawing on top of that. Maybe it turns into like, that's like the body and you make a head or, you know, you don't know where it's going to go. I can't tell you, but I can tell you to just start playing and not worrying. You can also write in your sketchbook like like it's a, a journal. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take out one of my old sketchbooks. I don't know where it's from. I'm just going to grab one from one of my big heavy boxes that I have in my closet. Let me take a look at this. Okay, so here it is. Um, I always put the date of when I start the sketchbook on the inside cover. So this is from March 2009. And the first page is me, looks like I took a brush with ink and I painted a picture of my bookshelf and with all my books on it. And I wrote next to the picture I wrote, I started collecting so many art books from Amazon that I had to buy a whole new bookshelf for them. And I, I don't even remember doing that. So I'm glad I wrote that down. Here's another one of my sketchbooks from high school. I decorated the cover with paint. Um, and one summer I went to the school visual arts for their summer program. And here's some notes I took from my drawing class. It says, um, with a partner, draw each other with vine charcoal, um, very structured with planes and rendered in certain areas. Hmm. The next day we went on location around the corner um, and we drew people in crowds in relation to buildings, also in vine charcoal. I remember this. Uh, another time we also went to Gramercy Park this is so much fun looking through these sketchbooks. I haven't looked at these in years. Okay, here's another. This looks like an idea for a painting, for an oil painting, some different compositions. Um, on the weekends, I remember back then, I used to take my bike and and my backpack and I'd put my sketchbook in. And it looks like here I stopped on the side of, of the road at a pond and I drew the ducks around like little gesture drawings of these little ducks. They're so cute. Here's another picture of um, an idea for a painting I was planning. I did a comic with this ink. I used this sketchbook as like me practicing with the ink. Oh, this is nice. This is a picture of my grandma watching TV. I guess I was sitting on the couch with her. It's always great to draw people while they're watching TV because you have a live figure model and they're not going to move for a while. Um, and this next page, this is done with pencil. It's my grandma. Again, I did three um, pictures of her all over the page, just overlapping each other. So that takes me to the next point. Another good reason to keep a sketchbook is for documentation and documentation of your thoughts, of your drawing style and how it progresses, documentation on 
what you are doing in your life. So almost like a journal mixed in colors, like documenting your process. Let's say you you are doing a painting and you want to remember the colors you used. You can document that. You can write down, you could do a little swatch of each color and you could write down the amount you've used to mix to make a certain color. Um, There's so many ways you can document. You can also keep it as like a almost combine it like a scrapbook. So if you want to document, you can save someone's letter and you can glue that in. You can paint over the letter and work over that and part of the letter can show through. You can cut out an envelope and glue it in and collect some things like little things you save and keep it in the envelope. I was teaching my class about the importance of sketchbooks in in a middle school that I taught at and I remember coming across the Lewis and Clark journals. Um from their expedition. And I just thought that was so cool. Like they were using it as a way to document the plants, the animals, just their day. They kept um, small notebooks about four by six inches. They were saying, I was reading this article, it says they were in excellent condition. So some people argued that since it was in such great condition, they wondered if the they were actually copies because how could they be in such great condition? It says They carried them in sealed tin boxes that were intended to protect the fragile journals from the elements. So that makes sense. Uh, President Jefferson told them that the journals were really invaluable as the only reliable record of data gathered on the expedition. I mean, if it's a good enough way for Lewis and Clark to record, you know, the newly acquired land for the United States and um, it's good enough for us to use for our lives. Let's why don't we document our own lives and record what we see and what we think and what we feel um, in your sketchbook in an artistic way. So go for it. Start a sketchbook. The third thing I want to talk about today is taking a peek into other artists' sketchbooks. A lot of artists actually have their sketchbooks published. And even though in the very beginning of this podcast, I explained that keeping a sketchbook is a very personal thing and it's not intended for others to see. So that's not the intention. However, it's really fun to take a look at them and see what's going on like inside the mind of an artist. And the best way to do that is to look through their sketchbooks because that's where they're, they're planning, they're playing, they're experimenting, they're writing things. And I love looking at them. It's like looking at an artist's messy desk. I, I like that. I want to see artist studios and their desks and what's going on behind the scenes. And that's what a sketchbook is. Um, I came across a couple of sketchbooks I'm going to talk about. The first sketchbook I want to look at is the sketchbook by the sculptor, Henry Moore. And you wouldn't think that he kept a drawing sketchbook. He's the sculptor who's famous for those semi-abstracted nudes of the bronze sculptures and a lot of times they have like a hole in the center somewhere he actually kept a sketchbook and one of the sketchbooks you can get this on amazon it's actually published and the book description says in 1972 when the packing and crating for a major exhibition made it impossible for him to work in his sculpture studios henry moore retreated to a small studio that looks out on a sheep meadow Over the course of several months, he produced this delightful flock of sketches and drawings. And these drawings are beautiful. They're like, they're like these gestures and looks like he used pen to make gestures of the sheep as they walked around and they were in different poses. And it's really, really, really cool. Something you would never think of if you saw his sculptures. 
But this is, that's why, you know, it documents your life. It's where he was. It's what he saw from his window. Art Spiegelman has some of his sketchbooks published. He's the artist who created Garbage Pail Kids, and he wrote the books Mouse. And um, he published three of his sketchbooks called Be a Nose. Comes in like a pack of three. And they're from different time periods in his life. The smaller one is from October, November of 1979. Um, The next one is March through September of 1983. And the third one is March through May of 2007. Um, Do notes every day in his sketchbook. On one of the pages, he wrote a note to himself that says, Pages of mediocre drawings, Sunday. Avoiding work on mouse outline. Watching TV. (laughs) I guess he really is human. And um, this other page has always stuck with me since I read it back when I was in grad school. That's when I found these these, um, published books. He wrote, new habit. But for this to work, I've got to treat each page as the disposable toilet paper it is and not as a canvas for Z praiseworthy masterpiece. Doodle and scrawl, despite the fact that it has a hardcover permanent binding. Letter rip. So, when you work with expensive paper or a beautiful new, let's say, moleskin sketchbook, which might have been what he had, something really, really nice and expensive, you you can't get intimidated by it. So he was, I, I like this this advice. I actually always stuck with it because I do, I work with um, expensive watercolor paper and I did, I started buying nicer sketchbooks. I started buying like moleskin sketchbooks. And at first you you are kind of intimidated. You're like, wow, this is a nice sketchbook. I better... I better do nice things, but you know, he's he's even um, reaffirming that you can't think like that. At the end of his sketchbook, he wrote, "Time stops. A daily sketchbook, three twelve to five six oh seven, mysteriously goes dead and tries to start up again on May twenty second. Over two weeks later, so he's funny. One more thing I liked in his sketchbook. On this page, he writes." Finished art ink and bloodstained pages on the battlefield, left to die, abandoned after being overworked and hacked away at all their spontaneity beaten out of them. They're finished. And he drew a picture of um, different comic layouts uh, personified like with um, arms and legs. They were lying down dead with X's for eyes all over the page. So, you know, comic artists, they think differently than us. They're really illustrating a thought even though these seem pretty random, he's definitely trying to develop a relationship between his words and images. And, you know, we're seeing behind the scenes of that in his sketchbooks. A quote by Carl Jung says, the creation of something new is not accomplished by the intellect, but by the play instinct, acting from inner necessity. The creative mind plays with the objects it loves. I love that quote because we're, as artists, we're playing with our materials. We love our materials like like don't you just love the feeling of a pencil or the feeling of paint over like watercolor paint over really beautiful cold pressed paper and he even says he's he's making it a practice to to work in here every day so just getting your ideas down even if they're not going to be anything or you're not going to actually use them for for something more um you know finished it's, this is how, this is the process. He's playing around. He's trying out different things. He's scribbling down ideas. And the third artist that I'm going to talk about is the published sketchbook of Frida Kahlo. It's called The Diary of Frida Kahlo, An Intimate Self-Portrait. And it's, um, I'm going to read the description on Amazon. You could, you could order this. 
published in its entirety, Frida Kahlo's amazing illustrated journal documents the last 10 years of her turbulent life. These passionate, often surprising intimate records kept under lock and key for some 40 years in Mexico reveal many new dimensions in the complex personal life of this remarkable artist. The 170-page journal contains the artist's thoughts, poems, and dreams, many reflecting her stormy relationship with her husband, artist Diego Rivera, along with 70 mesmerizing watercolor illustrations. Her views of love, politics, and more come into sharp focus in a kaleidoscope of creativity and thought. If you've ever seen her paintings in person, the oil paintings, they're so detailed and so meticulous. There's so much effort and labor and love in, that's put into them. It's like like perfectionism. But if you look at these sketchbooks, they're loose. It's her, you know, it's a little more... Um, uh, impromptu, probably. There's a lot of like ink splattered and um, squ- notes scribbled, and it's just it's just so inspiring. I talked about today was the three things that I love about sketchbooks. Number one, you can play and experiment in them without feeling judged. You can create freely. Number two, you can document life and your thoughts and your artistic progress over the years. And the third reason that I love sketchbooks is because you can look at other artists' sketchbooks to gain insight into their process and to their mind and to get inspired to make your own sketchbook. There are even some published ones that you can purchase. So before I send you off, since I was an art teacher, I I actually did a whole unit on sketchbooks because my students, when they came to um, my school, I taught at the Magnet Art School, or actually I went to school, and they started the school with a very basic understanding of using a sketchbook. They would come in with this nice sketchbook. They would do one little drawing in the middle of a page and they would never touch that page again. They say, oh, I can't, I can't draw around it. There's something on that page. So I had to break them out of that habit and um, really get them to immerse themselves into, into the pages and really use the pages, not just a place to make a perfect little drawing, but as a place to experiment. So if you want to keep a sketchbook or if you have a child or a student who's interested in art, I have four prompts for you. I'm going to tell you right now. So the first one is called old is new again. What you're going to do is you're going to go through a sketchbook or take an old drawing and glue it into a sketchbook. Find an old drawing and I want you to rework it. So if you have a pencil drawing that you like maybe never finished, instead of taking a pencil, take some paint, go over it, paint around it, um, work into it. Take that old, old, um, tired drawing that was never finished or that you don't like and renew it. Number two, research. Choose a topic to research. Fill your page with notes in words, pictures, and collage with notes about your topic. Overall, the look should have the feeling of whatever you're researching. You can create flaps to lift revealing some pictures or text underneath. You can cut out magazine articles and photos, make a book inside the page. Number three, this is called add and subtract. Add something to one part of the page and take something away from the other part. The subtracting part could be cutting or ripping part of the page, cutting out a window to reveal a page behind it, And adding would be attaching something to the page with glue or tape. You can even sew. And the last prompt, number four, I call it words and images. Find a quote or lyrics to a song that you like, words to a poem or something 
something else you find. Write it over and over until it fills the page. Then I want you to cover 30% of those words to hide part of it. You can cover it however you want. You can paint over some of it, tape over some of it, color over some of it. Last, I want you to draw a self-portrait on top. When you're done, think about how the words now seem to interact with the picture. Does it change the meaning of it? Does it add meaning? So as your drawing buddy, I hope you found this episode useful and inspiring. Tell me what you do with your sketchbook. What kind of sketchbook you use? And if you use any of the prompts that I just told you about, show me. I'd love to see what they look like. I'm going to send you off with a song called A Beautiful Place to Start. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. Take care. You might see a sweet purple flower or a magical rainbow sky. Then a shiny balloon or a bright yellow moon catches your eye. There are so many colorful places to be, so many curious faces to see. Oh